Hey, Jacob. Hey, this is cool. Yeah, how's it going, man? Good, how are you? Good. Uh, I think it's recording, so. Yeah. Pretty That's exciting. Pretty you, need a, you need an image. Okay. A profile image. You don't have one. Does it have to be hip like yours? Is mine hip? I don't like my hair. It, that's what makes it hip, is your oh. hair. Oh, because it's not, it's weird hair? It's, the, I wouldn't say it's weird, I'd say it's hip. Okay. So <laughs> the way I normally wear my hair is pretty dorky? Um. See, I think you're trying to find an insult in this, and they're just, <laughs> <laughs> they're just you're, you're reaching, Sean. Okay, all right, I'm just going to go with it then. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, you got to find one with on hair you don't like. Oh, okay. Is that the? Is that That's the, the rule. I don't like my hair. You don't have to. You got to have one you don't like. Otherwise, we we can't co-host. Otherwise, we can't. This can't make it any further. Right. This is actually a really neat thing. Yeah, I thought it'd be fun to play with, and um, I think I know. I I know. I I know what I want to call the podcast. What are you thinking? Uh, you know how you always see those shirts, or if you're dyslexic, you always get stuff. People like dys- dyslexics untied yeah yeah i think we should just own it just stick on that yeah dyslexics untied That'd be perfect. Fist in the air because i yeah. i think i think that's kind of the point of what we're going with like because we we're just... trying to get the real like face of dyslexia like right. actually Unti- what it is yeah and we're i felt i don't know about you but i felt very tied down in a right exactly education so we untied. need to talk about how it's pretty much the opposite of that and that needs to be expressed in a better way in education yes yeah that could be that's definitely something we should talk about yeah and then you have the education side plus like um and then i have like the recent student side so it just makes it i think it'll work out really well and i just there's nothing good on it no like i read the news and it's like you can't 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 right Right. Like, oh, it's so frustrating. And I remember when I was really little, my mom ordered a uh, or she saw something on TV of an author. I can't remember his name, a really famous author. And he was talking about what it was like to be dyslexic. And he was talking about like all the strength and things like that, that he got from it out of being a creative writer. Yeah. And he was like an award winning writer. And my mom was like, is that how you feel like that you have those strengths? And when I was little, I was like, no, I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't think he has dyslexia. And then I got older and I was like, that's exactly how it is. Like I can see things a completely different way. Yeah. And I bought this, the best description I had yet that I'd love to talk about is I bought one of those Lego replica sets. Okay. Like I bought a Buckingham palace. Okay. And I was building it and I was building it with crystal and crystal was like, okay, we organize all the pieces. We need to figure out where, where we need to go. Um, you know, and we need to, we need to organize them all. And then we need to read the instructions, see where they go. And I was like, well, I already know where they go. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, it just, I just built it. I was like, it's just, it's this. And then she went through and checked all the pieces and she goes, how did you know how to do that? And I was like, I thought that's just how you did it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I always got bored trying to follow the directions. Exactly. Yeah. So, huh. That's, that's pretty interesting. But I think it'd be, how long are you wanting to like make it? I'm guessing about a half an hour. That's a, that's about as long as it takes for me to walk my dog. Yeah. Any lo- like the stuff you should know is an hour long, and I always have to like break it up into two. The TED Radio Hour the same way. TED Radio been- Hour goes on pretty long. Lately. Yeah, and I love it, but I yeah. just think an hour should be a target. 
yeah, I think it's Ted Radio Hour was definitely my favorite one, but I'll <laughs> probably shouldn't do this, but I skipped some of the perspectives because I'm like, ah, that's that's just not true. <laughs> uh, I I know I I try to muscle my way through even when I really disagree. Yeah, I do it. I there's some I've listened to one. There was one on education that I really liked, and there was this one lady that was just being so obtuse, and I was just like, I can't even, I can't even, appreci- <laughs> I can't even appreciate this perspective. It's like listening yeah. to Betsy DeVos talk about education. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. I think the ones I skipped are if I know the topic on stuff you should know. Oh yeah. I don't listen because I I'm like you're not pronouncing that right. That's wrong. It's totally wrong. <laughs> That's old. That's old theory. You know. I'm like just I start because they don't screaming. get it. But if I don't time. know the topic, I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. I didn't know that. And yeah, I'm like, everyone like who knows anything stuff. about the Titanic is freaking out right now because they're getting stuff wrong. <laughs> if it's anything that I know about, I'm like, no, no, that's that's totally wrong, guys. And they're like, email us. And I'm like, I'm not going to email you. You're just wrong. I just but- I don't I don't want to do that. I, don't, I just want you to be right. Yes, just be right. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't. You shouldn't say that. If we're wrong, email us. You should just know it. Right. Yeah, yeah, and they do. They do. They own that. I think that's good. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I guess this will be our first podcast, so yeah. maybe we should be like kind of professional about it. Oh, that is that is kind of true. So you got like you got another twenty five minutes? Yeah, sure. Or or so. I don't. If I'm the kid anything. the kid runs through the door bleeding, then I'm gonna have to hang up. But otherwise, oh, we can rock. Right. But that's that doesn't good. happen generally speaking. So that's good. <laughs> I'm glad that that doesn't happen a lot. Right. So, so I guess, should we talk about like, uh, you know, just for anyone listening, like how we met, how this came about? Maybe yeah, that yeah, interesting. I, um, what is your first memory of me? Because we met, I was, I'm a professor, you're a student. When did you, when did we first kind of start hanging out? I forget. I, it was a lot of me coming into your office because I, when we first met, I didn't actually have a class with you. And we were meeting through some type of like different projects and stuff I was doing with the school of com. And I had to ask you questions about it. And then it was, like I, an inter- it was what? Like an interview thing or. I think so. I think I was okay. in one of those classes where I had to interview professors and your professor was like, um, the professor was just like, I had to interview professors and you were right down the hall. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was literally a convenience factor. And yeah. then we sort of just hit it off through those interviews. I got to know you. And then we had that ridiculous programming class for if you don't have dyslexia programming. Well, if you don't have dyslexia and if you're not Sean, programming <laughs> is like the worst thing in the entire world. I, I'm not a good programmer. <laughs> you're better than all of us. I'm just more patient, I think. That's possible. That's that's probably true. Yeah. And, um, and I, I kind of see things as a challenge. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm going to get it. And I think you helped me with that perspective a lot through school. And that's, you know, that's kind of what helped me um, understand that that is what I had been doing, but I didn't see it that way because I remember you always saying like, you know, we have to work so hard to like do normal things like that. And I was like, I don't think I work that hard. And I started to look back on it and I was like, maybe I do work really hard. I just don't have the perspective to realize it. Yeah. That was what, what we kind of talked about a lot and we had that programming class and I got everything wrong every single week in class. Yeah. Oh, cause you probably had to code from scratch or something. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I couldn't do it at all. Nobody does that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. And, you were, 
And it was always... ridiculous. And you were like, just reset it. You were like, just reset it today and we'll just do it again. And it was just a trial and tribulation. So that's oh, that's kind of you're talking about you're talking about when we were doing that website and I and you had to go step by step through the through that through that uh, web page. Dreamweaver. Dreamweaver. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, you really struggled with that. That was awful. That's one of the worst classes I've ever had. Like, uh, well, but... sorry about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, I think that was the first one we had together. And it's funny because I, I always do it just so I want, I don't do it the way I used to because it used to be like six classes. Now it's usually like one class. Yeah. And I, I do that because, you know, half the class is just really struggling. And then like two or three, like they found their niche in life. Right. You know, and they're like, this is the best thing ever. Because <laughs> we had people that like went on to do that. Yeah. As like their career, like that one girl was amazing at it. Yeah. And then the next class we had together it was always like um i actually got to take a more of a leadership role because it was more of a like a creative side we were doing like uh we did that video like the 20 questions thing um that we ended up doing yeah and but that was a little bit later i don't remember maybe you can fill in on some of the details there i don't remember more of the reason that we just i mean probably every at least a few times a week i was in your office and we were doing something yeah we, we just we're always figuring out something else to get get our hand get, get in trouble yeah, with exactly whatever how do you do this i don't know let's figure it out <laughs> yeah so yeah the... for a while we met uh because of ted talks and that's hey yep. man that's good that's still moving along that's what i hear that's yeah, fantastic you, you built a really solid team and they're these students are motivated you're you're real good about figuring out what people were good at and kind of bringing them all together yeah i just i that's that's all i could really bring to the ted table and i'm glad that it's still but that's it's good, man. Because everybody's super excited. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. But um, I think one of the biggest differences with us is that um, you have kind of always been on the radar with dyslexia, right? Ever since you yes. were a kid. Yes. So, like, do you do you do you ever remember not knowing you had dyslexia? When I call it my my family and I refer to my we call it the dark years. And okay. from the ages of like when I was born until I was like probably like ten or twelve, wow. And I nobody had any idea that I had dyslexia, and they thought I was just mentally handicapped. Okay. And so when I was little, after that, whenever I knew that it was dyslexia, with a significant amount of help from my mom, family was incredibly helpful for me. I was all about it. Like you're right. I was just like I. It was like the two truths and a lie. I would use that in two truths and a lie and go, "Hi, yeah, I'm dyslexic." Because I feel like I had to own it, and if I yeah. kept it inside, that it would have been even more difficult to deal with. Yeah, and and it helped that your mom was in education. Oh, huge! huge. And she was very involved in your school. Did she teach at the same school? I mean, you're from like a, a kind yeah. of small town, right? Yes, she taught. Uh, she actually gave me a C in my middle. She taught English, and I was in her sixth grade English class, um, and she gave me a C because I just never did my reading homework. And it was just it was hilarious. <laughs> you, I would come home and she'd be like, do you have homework? And I was like, no, I don't think so. And she was like, I, I know that you have homework. I gave you homework. Yeah, I gave it to you. I'm <laughs> like, no, I don't I don't think so, Mom. I really, you must be mistaking me with another student. <laughs> but that was really helpful. And I know that you had like the opposite of like, you just felt like you just had to work even harder and just grind and grind yeah. and grind through and, it. And it was a it, challenge. 
It is. I think I think my mom was dyslexic. She died when I was in like sixth grade or something. So yeah. I don't know for sure. But I remember growing up, like asking her how to spell things, and she'd be like, "Look it up, look it up." That's all <laughs> she told me. And she was really a kind of a tough cookie, you know. So yeah, she, I I would hand her like my draft and my homework, and she's like, "Nope, do it again. You could do better." So Jeez. yeah, it was yeah. kind of different. And she would tell people like, "Oh, Sean's really smart, but he's lazy." Right. I always but, got that. I always yeah. got that. And I think it wasn't until I was in college. And I was, I was trying to think about this, Jake. I was trying to think, like, when did when was I was listening to Dyslexia is our superpower podcast. Right, right. They're kind of hit or miss, but I remember this one person. But she always asked, like, when did you know? And I, I think it was when I was taking college classes for the first time, and I was getting help on my English paper from my aunt, who was an English teacher in a high school. And I think she's like looking at the way I wrote things and the way I spelled yeah. things. She's like, "You're dyslexic," and I was like, "What does that mean?" He's like, I don't remember how she explained it, but I was like, oh, okay. So I just see things differently and I might not be good at numbers and spelling, but I'm usually, I could be very artistic or creative. And that's kind of how she explained it, I think. Right. And I think from then on, I kind of, I knew I, I never got officially diagnosed. And I think one day, maybe I should, we should do that podcast together. Yes. I, think yes. I should go get tested and you should, you could hang out, we could record it. Um, and then we'll find out whether I really am dyslexic. That's what I always thought was going to be faith. funny, though. If we find out, <laughs> we've done like eight episodes or something at that yeah, point. Find out. Like, actually, no, man, you're just no. no. Sorry, you're just you're just average. <laughs> you're, just, <laughs> you're just average, right? So, how'd you get to be a professor being so average? Yeah, <laughs> then it like, turned ah. into this whole other thing. We might ruin our whole show. <laughs> but speaking of that, I had. <laughs> I was followed around all the time in school with people that got like, cause I was lucky enough because my mom was in education that I got like, eventually I could get a little bit of accommodations that helped me on the ACT yeah. and stuff like that. Gave me some extra time. And I was followed by so many people that claimed to say the exact same things that they were struggling with. And they had the, like they had dyslexia, you know, okay. and you, and you know, as a dyslexic person, when you meet another dyslexic person, like you understand the brain, you know, you yeah. like you know how they are. And I knew that these people weren't that way. And so I guess it, I think it's a good segue to say, like, what do you think just as a starter fact? What how would you how would you define dyslexia on the spot if you had to? Mm -hmm. I, I would say I'm, I'm a spatial thinker. Yes. And so I'll give you a quick example. My wife, who is the about the most opposite of dyslexic as you could get. Right. Yeah. English, she knows APA, MLA, Chicago style. Like she just knows code, right? Like right. style guide code. And uh, she'll look at a pot of soup and she's like, I need to put it in this container. And I'm like, it won't fit. <laughs> and she's like, how do you know? I was like, it won't fit. You have too much. It's going to be yeah. about a cup over. Like I just see it, it's obvious. Right. And I was like, and the other thing I would say, like she'll be struggling. Like, how do you get the batteries out of this? And I'll look, I'm like, pop right here. So <laughs> exactly. I learned, yeah. I learned real quick, Jacob, to take my time when she hands me something. Or else you upset her. I get her mad. Yeah, because yeah, she's like, oh, it's so easy. And I'm just like, actually, it's not easy. I'm just dyslexic. Yeah. A lot of things are really hard for me. And a lot of things are really easy for you. That's it's just, it's different. Yeah. Spelling dyslexia is very difficult for me. Yeah. Not for her. And like, isn't that weird? Yeah, it's when I've why, read about it. Why didn't I call it just Lex <laughs> or something I can easily spell? Right. 
Yeah, and I felt it wrong for a really long time. <laughs> Even and to the point that I started, so I wrote some papers in high school about dyslexia. And I would spell things incorrectly in the paper on purpose. Just oh, to show the way I spelled in the paper. I remember that. Yeah. But then there was a lot of other times that I spelled things wrong on accident. But right. I just told my teacher that was also on purpose. <laughs> so I turned it into like this genre, almost this genre at our high school of ways to write papers for explanatory papers. Oh, wow. And it was really, it was really interesting because um, I called one like dyslexior and it was just <laughs> like, it was called dyslexior and it was like, it was spelled weird and it was called horrible, terrible, horrible period, terrible period, jumbled up, jumbled up mess. Okay. And so it was like this metaphorical, almost this metaphor on what it felt like when I was in early education with dyslexia. And there was a complete flip in college. Like yeah. I felt very intelligent and, you know, a lot of things to work and stuff I did with you I felt like a very intelligent person but I knew the stuff that I couldn't do yeah yeah that's it I think when I really owned it when I first started owning it like I kept it like different from you I kept it secret from right. every but I remember when I was in Fort Lauderdale and I was in a band I remember I would write lyrics because I was a songwriter and I would sing and uh I remember one day I just got tired of looking up words and I misspelled everything on purpose and flipped yeah. letters on purpose. Yeah. And I remember doing it to like the fans and stuff, my lyrics. And they're like, that is so cool. Nobody writes like that. And I was like, I, it's me. This is yeah, this it's, almost, it's art. Work. And now I, I made it into creative expression. And I remember thinking that like that, that was the first time I like celebrated it. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, so we're very different. Like I, right. I went to like, I don't know, 10 or 12 different schools before I graduated high school. So I was kind right. of always under the radar, never got tested, just like Sean's a bright guy. He just doesn't work hard. Right. And um, in college, that's when I figured it out. But I was afraid to tell people it was still early on. It was in the early 90s when I was in college. Right. right. And I was like, they're not going to let me pass. They're going to hold me back. So it became, I told you this, Jake, it was like, it was like my game. Exactly. Like, can I level up? Can I get uh, a tech degree? And it's almost like you were tricking people. That's how yeah. I always felt. Like people don't, mm -hmm. people don't like know just, what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally it was like, I kept going up and up and up and I was like, can I get a PhD? Yeah. I don't know. Let me try. <laughs> and I got it. And then as soon as I got my my dissertation and everything and i got my ph i got hooded and then i was like okay i'm dyslexic like no, just, no, just, you know. just so you guys know uh dyslexic takes phd away from you <laughs> gets thrown back down the educational ladder <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know if i'd ever so when i got my degree after you had talked about it after i remember having a conversation about it, when i walked across the stage i was like there's no way that happened. I went from, I went from in, playing with, you know, not being able to read for a long time, playing with blocks with people, you know, sucking their thumbs that actually had, you know, mental differences that were much more severe than mine. Right. To, you know, being able to graduate from a pretty relatively prestigious university. Yeah. Yes. And it was mind blowing. Cause I worked there. Yeah. It was so it's obviously be. a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, yes. and there was a lot of program changing that we had to do we have to we'll have to yeah. talk about that at, 
at some point as well, where there's a lot of like times where I would have to like, remember I had to, that's a lot of the stuff we did together too, Sean was I had to protest classes, right? Like math and stuff like that. And you had to write me letters to be like, yeah, he's not like just trying to get out of stuff. He can't, he can't do it. <laughs> oh, I remember, I remember cause you were a major in my department and I remember uh, people saying like, well, how he can't write, how can he have the degree? And I was right. like, I was like, dude, I'll do a Pepsi challenge with him any day. Get put him live on camera, and give him something to talk about. Yeah, Pepsi challenge. Anybody, you'll blow him away because you're creative. You'll just come up with something to talk about. Right, like, you're just you're good at that. And I think that kind of shut shut some people up right away. They're like, you're right. I mean, communicating is more than you know spelling correctly. Right. In fact, in fact, and I tell them this too. Like you know, the way we spell is very different from you read an old book okay they spell right for different ways that's just the way english writing was now we have standardized spelling and we expect everyone to know it but you can still understand it if it's misspelled exactly and my dad so my dad was really not um my dad's a really smart successful guy and he was always not behind the whole dyslexic thing for a while when i was growing up he was like i think he's just lazy you know he was from the tradition of you work hard you know, right. you do good work and then you, you make money. You know what I mean? Right. And so his thing was like, you know, I think he just needs to work harder. And my dad even got more to this perspective of like when I, he would see me struggle so much writing papers and he would be like, you know what? Just write it all. Don't care about spelling or anything. Right. Write it, write everything. Yeah. Don't touch it. And then we'll go back and fix it together. And he'd be like, these are really good papers. Yeah. You know, because you're not like just being bogged down by these, you know, kind of ambiguous rules right i remember i remember and i think i've told you the story i was in a meeting with the entire communication department and i told them your explanation of spelling and i used it as my own i just stole it i was like because our the head of our department was like was like uh so you have problems with spelling and i was like well i have problems spelling the way you want me to spell right yeah they all got (laughs) it was there what yeah they were like, what do you, what do you mean? You that was, I, think that, I think I was like a freshman even and just new in this department. And it was just, it was very. Yeah. I was, was, very, I was just at that meeting. Huh? Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Jacob, do you want to kind of explain what that is? Cause it might help someone else with dyslexia out there. He's trying to figure this out. Oh, so, with the, with the meetings. Yeah. Well, the way I, I guess the way I explained it with you is like, um, I, I, I don't have a problem spelling right, right. Spelling dyslexia. I have a problem remembering which way you spell dyslexia. Exactly. Because I I can think of two hundred ways of spelling dyslexia. And, like and, immediately. Ex- yeah, exactly. And it's hard for me to try to come. I don't even want to say down because that's the wrong way to put it. It's hard to me for to come to the level you want me to go to, in order to spell this the right way. Yeah. When we both know we both know what we're talking about exactly and that's that's what bothered me so much and you know for people out there listening if you're in a higher education system if you're in even in high school and stuff like that people don't realize the kind of power they have as a student and my biggest thing and we've talked about this sean and i have hosted several uh uh learning um difference conferences at bellman small little conferences where we talk about the idea of being your own Mm self-advocate and that's what you know, both of us eventually had to do. I mean, Sean was my advocate and then I had to be a self-advocate of like saying, these are the things that I need. And then, um, 
I think that was really helpful for progression because schools don't have these things as much. They don't have them, but a lot of them would be willing to accommodate. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hear with some of the other podcasts, they say, you know, go to a bigger school because they have more, right. uh, more help. But I, I would say in a smaller school, though, you might have more time with your professor, too. So That's my bit. Yeah. There's a plus and a minus for each one. And I, I think as as the because I teach in multimedia, multimodalities, I think as that increases, I'm seeing more and more. I'm seeing like professors requiring podcasts, uh, you know, photo essays, videos. Right. So I think and, and I mean, seriously, how much reading do people do outside of their cell phone? You yeah. know, you we read small blocks of text and the uh the next gens or whatever the Gen Xers are, are reading more and more on their phones. What, whatever their names that. are now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I'm calling them next gens. I think Gen X is, or Gen Z or whatever is just too. Uh, yeah. There's, there's added like other generations too. Like I don't really, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get what they're trying to do. <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. That's exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I'm not doing it. That's boring. Yeah, we only got like five minutes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we can't cover all that. Um, but I think that shows a pretty good background of what we said so far of, you know, kind of both of us. And um, I, I'm not sure if I'm going into any more education uh, because it is a tough challenge, but it's something that, you know, eventually I might, I'm, I'm in the private sector in sales now. And then Sean yeah. has his doctorate degree. Uh, but I'm going for tenure in August. So exactly. Yeah. So as a only dyslexic professor, I don't know if we have any others. I don't, I don't, I don't think know so. many. The ones I didn't know many in school. I think any. Had, did you know any dyslexic professors? No. Me? No. So hmm. I mean, you you might get fired, Sean. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> this it's, this might be it. <laughs> it's the thing that and Jacob, I don't know if, if this is just if this is and and that's the thing. Like you've taught me so much about dyslexia because I've never been fully trained in it. You know, I, all I know is right. what I, like um, I always get frustrated because I can't remember my student names. So I have to like review my student names every day before class. Right. Or I'll, I'll forget or I'll mix them up. And you were saying that was, that was dyslexia. Like just yeah. like they have trouble. And I was like, it totally makes sense. Cause I'm putting a face to a name and it's it has to be the right one. It all relates to the linking. Process. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, con- it's considered if you looked at like the old, the old research on it. So I don't, I don't know how up to that. They don't like to say disorder anymore, but it's considered a processing disorder. Hmm. So in, in certain contexts, so not like spatial context, but like my big problem when I was growing up was like taking notes off the marker board onto the piece of paper. Yeah. For the same thing, face to a name, you know, Ugh. like doing that process to process is where we're like, we get split. Yeah. Oh man, for me, like dialing a phone number is the most painful thing in the world. I hate dialing yes. phone numbers. Yes. Oh, it's so painful. I love now where I can just put a name in and hit the oh, name. Oh, so much easier. Well, yeah. I think so much about that technology. A lot of the things that stifle us as dyslexic people, if you will, is being fixed with technology. Yeah. Like, I don't have to memorize things. I don't have to remember my calendar. I don't have to, you know, little kind of minute things that are yeah. very essential to everyday life. Memorizing a phone number. Yeah. It's going away. Yeah, my phone tells me when I go to class. 
Yeah, that's machines. So is that just like because uh, like time for me doesn't make any sense at all. Like mm-hmm. I just do what my yeah. phone to do. I'd, I'd, I'd be totally been like that at work. Late. Oh yeah. Yeah, my work I, is completely controlled by my phone now. Yeah, it helps so much. So just yeah, I I agree. Technology. I, there's no way I would have my dissertation completed without spell check. Oh, oh there's my just gosh. no way. I even added it to my email. Oh, good. Which I didn't know you could do. But Google wow. will do it now, apparently. Cool. You can like download it into your Outlook, and it just wow. spell checks and recommends words in your email. Uh, Google, because Google does it so much better than Microsoft. Microsoft exactly. is like, what word are you talking about? And I'm like, Google will know. <laughs> Google knows. And yeah. Google's like, oh, do you mean this? I'm like, I guess. Sure. Yeah. That looks <laughs> like the right better word. better than what I meant, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different way to spell it, but sure. That's what I yeah, mean. Yeah, I guess. If that's what if that's what the people want, I'll give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're just a couple of celebrities, Sean, trying to trying to please the people. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So we're almost out of time. So what should we talk about next week? I think or- what we're going to be seeing next week. So you, our differences in specific educational practice, maybe would be something I want to cover. So like programs, because remember I did a ton of programs and you didn't do any of that. And you can talk about the difference of like how you just oh yeah had I to push yeah you know? the hacker I did the hacker way and you did exactly you're, you're kind of more of the like high theory recommends these approaches kind of it's thing exactly much well, that's because of you that's a perfect synopsis yeah okay. we learned a lot in the state of Kentucky about dyslexia because of my programs and stuff yeah that'll be good okay I like it. and I think you learned from me I, I gave you a couple tips I think oh you I learned a ton from you. I okay. couldn't graduate without you. <laughs> nah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, good talking to you, Jacob. We'll uh, yep. we'll figure out a good time to talk next time. I'll get this uploaded and uh, try to come up with some art or whatever. And yeah, definitely. We'll see what happens. Okay. Cool. Cool, Sean. man. Yep. Talk to you later. Talk to you later.